We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Pokushevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin as OKC fights, scraps, claws, but ultimately falls to the Phoenix Suns, 104 to 124. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. If you don't already, be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok for all your Thunder content needs. But tonight, tonight the Thunder return to basketball action following the All-Star break against the first place Phoenix Suns. But the Thunder weren't the only return as the Thunder have the return of Shea Gilgis Alexander as well. A momentous night for OKC. Shea comes back in magnificent fashion did not look like he had missed 10 games the youngins held their own against the best team in the nba albeit not a full strength phoenix suns team but still an impressive impressive performance lots to talk about but we have to start with shavante gilgis alexander shay tonight 32 points in 35 minutes five assists Two rebounds. He was magnificent. And I must say, I missed watching Shea play basketball. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it was fantastic. He was getting to the rim. He was making nice passes. Just doing all the Shea things that Shea does that make watching Thunder basketball fun. He looked like his old self. The rust, I think, showed mostly early. He had six turnovers tonight. Four of those, I believe, came in the first quarter. Rust early, looked a little sloppy, trying to force some passes to be expected. You know, he, he had a long break, 10 games, but also included the all-star break. That's a long layoff for Shea. 
but he came back with a with a vengeance leading this thunder team especially like in the third quarter he looked fantastic he looked really really good in this one overall and just changes the way this team plays and on that note was really interesting to see him play alongside Josh Giddy tonight I think that's probably one of the most interesting dynamics that we'll get to keep an eye on for the rest of this season is how do Shea and Josh Giddy complement each other, play alongside each other. We had some comments from Mark Dagnall in a, a recent press availability where he kind of alluded to how those two can play together, how they can share the floor and each accentuate each other's strengths not step on each other's toes, not be duplicative, but really complement each other. And some of the things he talked about was the ball movement and the open threes that the Thunder were able to find when Josh Giddy was running the show. So I thought it was very interesting tonight to start the game. It seemed like Josh Giddy had the ball in his hands a lot more than Shea did. He was kind of taking the load of the creation and the initiating of the offense to start this game. As the game went on, I think it evened out a little bit more. Um, I think some of that could be easing Shea into it. I think it's also just kind of experimenting, seeing seeing what this team can look like in these different scenarios. The good news is we've seen Shea have a ton of success playing more off ball in the year that Chris Paul was in Oklahoma City. We got to see that firsthand. We know he's capable of it. He didn't do it you know, once Chris Paul left for many obvious reasons, but now that Josh Giddy's there. And I think with what we've seen from Josh Giddy's kind of, um, initiating, you know, assist creating type of, uh, moments for him. It's an interesting discussion. I think it'll be something very interesting to watch how those two play alongside each other for the rest of the season. While I gushed about SGA already, Josh Giddy as well, putting together a stuffed stat sheet as he, as has become his normal, 15 points tonight, nine rebounds, six assists, and two steals. What more can you say about the kid? He is just packing the stat sheet night in and night out, dominating this team in rebounding, leading them in rebounding again tonight, and six assists to boot, leading them in assists tied with Trey Mann at six assists. He's doing it all. Uh, You got to see it a little bit. And the All-Star Weekend and the skills competition, I think Giddy showed up very well in that competition. The kids got lots of skills. Who knew he'd do well in the skills competition? Uh, I think kind of getting getting on a national stage a little bit before the game, they gave him his uh, Rookie of the Month award for January. I'd say let's go ahead and get the February one printed with his name on it. Let's make it three in a row. Uh I don't think there's any argument there. He's been on a tear and tonight just seemed to be a continuation of that. No all-star hangover for Josh Giddy, as he, he played a really, really strong game. Similar to Shea, a few moments where he's forcing some things, maybe trying to do a little too much. The Suns were utilizing a little bit of trapping on both of them at different points in the games. And the Suns are really good. They're the first place team for a reason. So, some of those struggles are are okay when when you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's decidedly not the first place team in the NBA. You can live with that. We got to keep the streak of young guys alive, though, because there was a lot of youth movement in action for this Thunder team tonight. That at one point there was a lineup on the floor of Teo, uh, Man, Kredshi, Poku, and Roby. 
And that could legitimately be like a Kansas Jayhawks uh, Sweet 16 team right there. <laughs> Sorry, Jayhawks fans. Uh, I can't I can't give you more than a Sweet 16. But that's ridiculous. Two of those guys are 20. Two of them are 21. And Roby, let's say he's like six-year senior starting his doctorate at uh, 26. It's a, it's unbelievable how much youth talent this team has when you can trot out a lineup like that. And that lineup immediately went on a 10-0 run to really put the Thunder back in this game. This game started where Phoenix kind of gave it, came out of the gate and punched the Thunder in the mouth. Like I mentioned, some of that I think was due to some of the rust from Shea early. It was a little bit sloppy. Phoenix led 31-14 to after the first quarter. OKC totally flips the script in the second quarter, outscores Phoenix 31 to 17 to make it a three point game at halftime. And they did that on the back of a couple runs. There was a 12 0 run, mostly led by those young guys. Then there was a separate 10 0 run later by the Thunder. Really impressive fight from this team. And it's what we've come to expect because they do it every night. And so if you're pissed about the Thunder tanking or the Thunder being 18 and 41, or not having players and just having a bunch of draft picks. If that bugs you, look at a game like tonight. They went toe-to-toe with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they lost by 20, but if you watch the game, you know it was a lot closer than that. They were in this game till the very end. It was a five-point game with a couple minutes left. Phoenix hit a few threes and blew it open, free throws from there, and the score looks a lot worse than it was. This team is in the game almost every night Memphis game excluded this team is in it almost every night and I, that is such valuable experience for these young guys for guys like Trey Mann for guys like Poku Kredshi Maladon it's such valuable experience to get to play in like meaningful NBA minutes when you're in a game against the defending Western Conference champions that's awesome would you rather the Thunder be a middling you know play-in team like the Atlanta Hawks cash in your chips, maybe make a playoff run, but then kind of live middle of the pack. I don't think that's where you want to be. So you have to take, you have to take the developmental side of things and learn to appreciate kind of what, what the benefits are in the now and what the benefits are in the future. And I think tonight we got to see some of the young guys shine a little bit. They, they led some runs against this Suns team. And I want to talk about a few of those guys specifically. We have to talk about Trey Mann. He is uh, blowing it up as much as Josh Giddy has been lately. A string of really impressive performances, kind of starting with that big night in Madison Square Garden before the All-Star break. Trey Mann has looked very impressive. His shot creation and space creation is unbelievable, especially for a rookie. His ability to step back, create space to be shifty. I mean, the guy is just shifty. He looks like a glitch when he's moving out there. It's like Vanellope Von Schweetz. Sorry, I have kids and we watch Wreck-It Ralph a lot, uh, but he he's just bouncing around and he looks unguardable at times. Now he shoots five of 13 from the floor tonight, one of six from behind the arc. Not ideal, but we've seen the numbers he can put up when those buckets are going in. And even on a night where his shot wasn't necessarily spot on, he's still affecting the game. He's still bringing a net positive to the floor. He had some really, really good minutes. None probably better 
than the play where he is leading the fast break, throws it behind the back to Poku, who skies for a slam to cut the lead down against the Suns. That is what it's all about. Those moments for the youth, that's awesome. The uh, 25 people in the stands at the peak tonight, shout out to everybody that uh, braved the icy roads to watch this game tonight. They were loving it. So let's talk about Poku. I will take any and every opportunity to talk about Alexei Pokushevsky tonight. 13 points, one of three from behind the arc, five of 10 from the floor, seven boards. Solid. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Solid night for Poku, and his minutes were so fun, as they always are. Poku does nothing subtly. Everything Poku does is loud as can be, that dunk on the fast break on the behind-the-back assist from Trey was loud. A few seconds later, he had a really big three late in the game. He just makes noise. He is always doing something. And tonight, really, really solid minutes from uh, from Poku. It was just fun to watch him, and it has been fun to watch him over the last few games now. It feels like he's a little bit more locked in and engaged. I know that's a little bit cliche to say, but I think there's times where it just feels like Poku's not like totally deeply involved with what's happening on the floor. Um, But I think that I think tonight and what we've seen over the last few games is it feels like he is more intentionally trying to affect the game to be aggressive, to go out and just like ball. And I think that's what you see from him when he has those G league stints And for whatever reason this season, for the most part, he's been a little bit more timid in his NBA minutes. I think we're starting to see a little bit of that aggressiveness come out from Poku, which is really promising to see. Next, we have to talk about Veet. Veet Krejci. Krejci Train, as I tweeted on uh, the account tonight. Shout out for the uh, Ozzy Osbourne reference. Eight points tonight. Three of four shooting. 
two rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Veet was making noise too. Just having a having a game. Looked like he was having fun. He had a really nice dunk. Both of his threes were really solid. Looked like a good stroke. He was being really active all over the floor. Still super raw. But I mean, like, what a story. If you're looking for a feel-good storyline, to see Veet be around, be rehabbing, get re-injured, rehab some more, spend his time in the G League, finally get some minutes again. I think it was that New York game right before the All-Star break. But, like, he played real minutes tonight. For the first time, we got to see Veet not in garbage time. He played 21 minutes tonight in actual, like, solid rotation from Veet, and he made the most of it. If Veet and Poku can be, like, solid regular contributors on this team, that's awesome. Like, that's more than you can ask for. If those guys can make waves on this Thunder team, uh, I think they're going to have a lot of opportunity, especially down the stretch. Similar to what we saw last year, I think we're going to see a little bit more aggressive roster exploration to close out the season. And if Veet and Poku and Lindy Waters and Teo Maladone and Olivier Saar can make the most of those minutes, that's fun. That gives us something to watch. That gives us something to, you know, kind of track and follow and get into. And it, I, it's a great story. It's super fun to see Veet out there doing what he does. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. He's got a great frame. He's got a lot of really good ball skills. It'll be really fun to see what he does the rest of the season. I want to track back to something I said earlier about Shea and Giddy kind of playing together. Um, there was a great quote post game that I wanted to make sure I mentioned on here where Dagnall was kind of asked about that. And he said that Josh is going to be on ball more but the plan has always kind of been for that to happen more as the season went on all along. It wasn't just a response to Shea's injury. So I think that's really interesting um, that this has kind of been the Thunder's long-term plan to get Shea and Giddy playing alongside each other, but get Josh some more on-ball opportunities uh, later in the season. Like I said, I think that's going to be something really fun to watch as we go throughout the end of the season to kind of see how that dynamic evolves, how can they accentuate each other's strengths? It's really cool to see Dagnot kind of outline that as being part of the plan all along. And I think that that goes back to what we always say about the thunder. They're not reactionary. They're not, Oh, Shay got hurt. Oh, let's see what Giddy does. Oh, Giddy's been really good. Let's move Shay off ball. Like they're not just kind of like panicking and swaying back and forth based on the circumstances. They're they've got a plan. They know what they're doing. They have a goal. I think the the goal, I think that plays into some of the things I just talked about, about how the rest of the season is probably likely to go. They're willing to be a little bit more experimental in some of that type of stuff. Um, could be because it will likely lead to more losses and better lottery odds. I think that's a fringe benefit if you were to ask someone in the Thunder organization, but more so it's about putting those players in different opportunities to grow, thinking about their long-term development, who they can be as this team tries to ascend back to a championship caliber team, giving those guys that relevant experience and opportunity to play in unique situations. So they're just not, you know, kind of checking in mop-up duty or kind of, you know, playing off ball and not being fully engaged. They're trying to lock them in and get them in different situations that's going to help them long-term in their careers. 
looking at the rest of the starting lineup tonight, not a lot happening outside of Shea and Josh Giddy. Baisley, two points in 26 minutes. Favors, six points in 18 minutes. Wiggins, six points in 21 minutes. Baisley, though, as he always seems to, he had a nice block uh, on a, I believe it was a Devin Booker jump shot. He seems to be defending a lot better in space. He's he's strung together some nice games, a fairly quiet one tonight, but not necessarily like a terrible game. He wasn't making like mind-numbing mistakes throughout the game tonight. It was just kind of a eh, performance. Um, one game, as we've seen with Bays, it can go up and down a lot depending on uh, where he ends up. But I think still a a significant streak of games from Bays kind of heading into the all-star break hopefully we he can find that groove again as we come out of the all-star break and really come into the home stretch of this season lindy waters had a really nice uh block in the game as well that he he got something on the stat sheet in his two minutes coming in and, and locking up i think it was bridges uh i may be remembering that wrong but uh, a nice little defensive burst from Lindy Waters. Nine points from Roby tonight. Only two points from Teo Maladone. And one minute with offers across the board for Olivier Sar. Nothing too noteworthy with those other guys. But I think if you look at that really young core, acknowledging, you know, the guys that are out, Shea, Giddy, Poku, Trey Mann, and Vic Kregi tonight that that's really solid contributions across a wide group of guys that I would say are the most interesting prospects this team has to offer in terms of future potential for the thunder. No disrespect to guys like Roby or Maladone or <laughs> Lindy waters, but you know, I think that it's pretty clear. There's some separation between the, the future potential for some of these players and I think you you kind of got to see that on display tonight in terms of who performed and who didn't. Oklahoma City currently sitting at 18 and 41 after tonight's loss. Um, that's pretty good if you're looking at the uh, lottery standings. Um, in the reversed standings, OKC sits at fourth behind the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons, who won again tonight and the Houston Rockets and right above one and a half games above the Indiana Pacers. What's significant about that is the Oklahoma city thunder plays Indiana tomorrow night. Uh, maybe Shea gets food poisoning. Someone actually asked if Shea was going to be available tomorrow. And he said he is fully cleared and available to play. OKC really needs to lose that game. That is one where the standings are so tight and you have an opportunity to create a little separation. That's a big swing if Indiana loses that game tomorrow night. Uh, so if you're rooting for the Chet Holmgren or Paolo Bencaro, um, OKC needs to lose to Indiana. I don't care how you do it. I don't care who you have to sit. You do it. Oklahoma City needs that loss really, really bad. That's probably one of the most important games as we look through the rest of the season. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that one. Looking at the future schedule for OKC, 
Um, they are getting back in full swing. Wow, my internet is uh, sluggish. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, looking at the upcoming schedule for Oklahoma City after the Indiana game next Monday, they face Sacramento, then at Denver on Wednesday, and then versus Minnesota on Friday. Sacramento, another very important game for the reverse standings. Minnesota, a moderately important game for the reverse standings. So some important games if you're looking at the lottery sweepstakes for Oklahoma City coming up. I uh, would not be opposed to some full-on roster exploration. Let's let Teo start. Let's have Roby start. <laughs> Those things aren't going to happen, but we'll see. Um, that's the beauty of this Thunder team is, you know, they're in almost every game, but that doesn't mean they win almost every game. Uh, looking back, they had that one overtime thriller against New York, and that was the lone win out of the previous uh, eight. So looking looking good for the tank standings we'll see how that goes for the rest of the season but it's hard to complain when you look at the assets that this team has you look at the assets that this team acquired just in the last draft with trey Mann and with josh giddy and with jre and with aaron wiggins that's one draft that's one draft and the highest drafted player was six at josh giddy gets real exciting when you start to think about next year and who the Thunder could add to an already impressive young core. It'll be very interesting because I think the clock is ticking as we've all seen. Um, how much longer can the Thunder kind of keep this up and continue to play the lottery odds and push for a top pick? It becomes harder and harder to see when you see what this team is capable of at full strength when Lou's playing, when Shea's playing, when Giddy's playing at his best, when all those guys are clicking, this is a solid team. You add another top talent to this group, and it's a it's a formidable team with lots of young talent that I think is poised to make waves for the years to come. So it'll be interesting to watch some of that development in real time, hopefully getting you know extended minutes throughout the rest of the season, as well as watching OKC's obvious future stars in Shea and Giddy, all while keeping an eye on the upper echelon of the draft and hoping the ping pong balls fall Oklahoma city's way as we head to the draft next summer through it all. Make sure you stay with us. We will be back with a post game show after every single game, just like this one live streamed and put in your podcast feeds immediately following. We also come together on Sunday nights for a weekly show where the whole group gets together we can take a step back, look at the week as a whole and the week ahead, as well as some league-wide stuff. So be sure to check that out. Live streaming Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Central. Again, dropping in your podcast feeds right after. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok for all kinds of Thunder content all season long. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for jumping in the chat. Everybody dropping questions and comments. Really appreciate you. And until next time, thunder up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.